With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He absolutely never stops on vacation. It's John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel. Nice enough to make some time for us. John, where are you uh, out and about? I know a hotel room, but I have no idea where you are. Uh, I hear the Lone Star State. Should Texans be afraid that John Adams is in the vicinity? They should be very afraid. Uh, I am well armed, as you need to be on our border. Uh, yeah, I'm in uh, Harlingen, which is not far from the Tennessee-Mexican border. Right. I'm going to Padre Island today, South Padre Island. Well, be 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 careful now, um, because there are a lot of goings on there, and you're not heading to Mexico for uh, anything in particular, because they tell me the weed is legal in the United States now. Well, no, I was thinking over there and maybe getting some good deals on leather jackets and that kind of thing. Seems like a pretty good move. The man's always thinking and he's stylish. John what, Adams, what could go wrong uh, with that plan? That's right. Uh, John Adams, <laughs> the new Sentinel brought to you by Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. Uh, Viles Automotive Group, the epicenter of Carbine in Knoxville. Big Orange Phillies, fantastic uh, family Friendly environment with great food. I'll tell you more about them. Tennessee's quarterback situation. So <clears throat> I thought I had it figured out about a month ago. You have Joe Milton who would compete with Taven Jackson. And one of those would be the starter. And then you would kind of bring Nico along. Well, here's what we have learned is that uh, Taven Jackson is gone to Indiana. Either he was asked to leave or decided to leave. And Joe Milton suddenly looks like the best quarterback in college football. So I was sure just in one game. We put a lot in one game, recency bias. How do you view Tennessee's quarterback situation 
differently than maybe you did in mid-December before the bowl game? Well, I kind of thought uh, Tavian Jackson, a transfer on his part, was inevitable. It's hard to keep three quarterbacks. And this past season, he was hurt. He didn't really get a chance to show what he could do. I think he has some talent. I've heard good things about him. He may end up being a starting quarterback at Indiana, for all we know. So it's probably a smart move on his part. If Joe Milton hadn't played so well in the Orange Bowl, Perhaps he'd have thought differently about it. But uh, Joe Milton proved in that game against a top 10 team in Clemson that that he could get the job done. Uh, three touchdown passes, no turnovers. It was much better than I expected based on his overall track record. I thought he just performed very well. He's respected among his teammates. So he has the inside track on the job. However, with Nico, Nico, I'm just going to call him Nico. Is that okay? That works for me. Actually, that's that's my approach as well. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys. He's so good, he only needs one name. You say Nico, and you know who he is. Uh, if you look at Tennessee's recent track record going back to the – even to the mid-'90s, uh, when Tennessee has had a really highly touted freshman quarterback – He's ended up being the quarterback as a freshman. You go back, unusual circumstances surrounding Peyton Manning in 1994. Jerry Colquitt would have been the quarterback and probably a very good one had he not been injured on the seventh play of the season opener against UCLA. After that, Todd Helton stepped in. He got hurt too. Ended up Peyton Manning was a starter at midseason and for the rest of his career. Then move forward a bit. You've got Casey Clawson coming in in 2000. Uh, he was really third on the depth chart initially. But by about a, a month into the season, he was the guy. Uh, then in 2004, you had two freshman quarterbacks, Brent Schaefer, Eric Ainge. They alternated, uh, but they were the starters, co-starters. Uh, so there's a history of this in Tennessee. And I kind of think... From everything I've heard about Nico, he's a really talented guy. He impressed when he was with the scout team preparing for the Orange Bowl. He's very athletic, really good passer. I would I would be a little surprised if uh, Joe Bilton can hold him off and have the job from wire to wire. Interesting. We we haven't uh, pre-talked this before the show, but I'm I'm really close to to your mindset on that. I want to share with you why I think that Nico will be the starter eventually. And then uh, I get your thoughts brought to you by Biles Automotive Group right there on Callahan Drive. Biles Automotive Group has fantastic selection and they also have the business uh, customer service that you would expect. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. Um, Absolutely fantastic in their service department as well because they'll, fix your car, do what needs to be done. And then from that point forward, um, you know that you, you've gotten what you need fixed and not overcharged with other things that people tend to add on. John, here are my thoughts on, on Nico. I did not think that he would be the starter before Taven Jackson uh, transferred when he did. I thought Taven Jackson would probably transfer after spring when the writing was on the wall after spring practice, but now you have a situation which you have two quarterbacks that are going to split the first team reps. 
if Nico is recent, yeah, he was recently named the number one prospect by on three, which is he must have had a fantastic practice before the Orange Bowl to get him from, from <laughs> number one. He must have been lots out. But um, if, if he is that good and that highly rated, I still have questions about Joe Milton despite the Orange Bowl. And if you look at the schedule, two things I would factor in. You have Virginia, Austin P, Florida at Florida, um, University of Texas, San Antonio, who you're scouting this week, South Carolina. They could easily be 5-0 and heading into that bye week. Second thing I would bring up, Josh Heupel is aggressive. I think that he'll play real snaps in those first five games, talking about Nico, and I think that Josh Heupel very well could make the decision that Nico's the starter heading into October. Is that far-fetched? No, not at all. And I think the key, though, is for the Florida game. That's the first meaningful game Tennessee plays. Virginia is is not very good. I mean, it's yeah, it's a power five of co- conference team, but it's about as far down the run, ladder as you could be to be a power five conference team, really in name only. Um, the other games, so it's it gets down to the Florida game as it has in so many cases with Tennessee through the years. When you think about when you bring in a quarterback you're always kind of pointing toward that Florida game as first significant game. I I think the only concern I would have about Nico, uh, although he's very athletic, supposedly a really good passer, you don't get to be the number one overall recruit without a lot of ability, a, a lot of potential. He's not very thick. He's pretty light for an SEC quarterback at about 6'5", 195. And he'll probably gain 15 pounds in a college weight room strength and conditioning program over the next year. But I think about him going through a 12-game schedule and more significantly, really, the the eight-game SEC schedule. Uh, That could be challenging. But sometimes guys that that aren't that big or kind of thin, they, they don't get hurt. So maybe he won't either. But that would be my concern because there's no really apparent number three guy that you could think could start an SEC football game for Tennessee right now. It could add somebody in the portal after spring, but I don't know how compelling a billboard would be that says, come to Tennessee and be our third string quarterback. You'll love it. I think that would be a challenge. No, I agree. And um the thing that you continually hear about uh, Nico Iamaleva is that he is a guy that is co- incredibly competitive, has that dog in him, and whatever that means. But simple fact <laughs> is, and I, I don't want to stereotype, but I think you would agree that most of the Polynesian players that you've covered and that I've covered, every single one of them, as a matter of fact, does have an awful lot of fight and awful lot of desire. So, you know, when it when it comes to taking control of this team at some point, be it summer workouts or whenever, just because he's a freshman, I don't think that means that he's going to be afraid to do that at all. If 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 everything we have heard is true, I th- I think he could be a leader on this team as a freshman, which is very unusual. Yeah, that's very possible. We go back. Uh, Peyton Manning certainly was an exceptional. He was a. a 
he became an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, but overall, since then, think how much the quarterback position has progressed in, in high school. Have all these camps, seven-on-seven seven camps. Got the top players come out of high school now pretty pretty well well equipped to run a college offense. They've already had a they've already had a lot thrown at them and proved they could assimilate that kind of information. So it's not like uh, even back when Peyton Manning came in, and again he was the exception. But most freshman quarterbacks thirty years ago aren't as adept at understanding the defense, reading a defense, managing an offense as today's freshman would be. So I don't I don't see any reason why he couldn't become the number one quarterback. Uh I guess the only uh you know the only uncertainty there is we don't know how good Joe Milton might be. I mean nobody throws the ball harder than he does and he showed uh, more accuracy, and he showed composure against Clemson. I mean, if he comes out there and and performs, continues to get even better, it could be a really competitive situation. It could be. Um, one potential issue that I think Tennessee needs to be incredibly wary of because they are so active in the NIL is what happens if Nico doesn't play with supposedly this uh, multi-million dollar endorsement deal already in place. We've seen it blow up at Florida. Your thoughts on that brought to you by Big Orange Phillies, Maynardville Pike. Big Orange Phillies has great food and also has a fantastic family environment. You'll love it. Billiards, darts, cornhole, and karaoke. Sean's going to go down there and sing at some point, and we cannot wait. But I look around the SEC, and I'm, I don't think this is going to happen to Nico or the University of Tennessee or the Spire Group, and I, I think it's pretty buttoned up there. But, man, this Jaden Rashada situation at Florida in which he and he shows up, he's ready to go, and oops, my money's not there. And now he wants out. I mean, what does this say about Florida and and how commonplace could things like this become where – somebody's making promises and that somebody's not writing the check. Well, the unhappiest guy on the face of the earth about that has to be Billy Napier. Uh, <laughs> or or Jaden Rashada. Well, Jaden Rashada too. Yeah. Jaden Rashada. I don't think he'll ever play it down for Florida now. Oh, no. I think they'll work this out. It's a really bad look for Florida, obviously not just because of this season, but going ahead and you're trying to recruit players. I know you aren't supposed to, that that's not supposed to be a recruiting tool, but come on, of course it is. So if you're going to recruit players and the players can't be sure that you will honor the quote contract, uh, that's going to be a challenge. And one thing I've, I've learned about Billy Napier, um, just reading about him and when he was at, at Louisiana, he's really, <clears throat> excuse me, he's really a detailed guy. He's highly well organized. I know. I heard detail oriented 1,500 times about Billy Napier at SEC Media Days. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. Uh, Butch Jones, former failed Tennessee coach, was also supposedly detailed oriented, but yeah. 
that kind of blew up. That was a bit overstated. He, he was focused on the wrong details. Like, like a sociopath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I wouldn't go there for that far. Just kind of your basic... Uh, and a blockhead. Uh, but I think that's fair enough. Um, I just think Napier puts him in a tough position going forward with recruiting. Boy, you know, this has all happened so fast with NIL. And from everything I've learned about, Tennessee seems to have this thing pretty well set up. And, and it seems to be functioning. Uh, at least Nico didn't say, hey, I want out of my deal. So that was a good sign. And also Tennessee's getting transfers. I think NIL money plays into transfers as well. You're competing with other schools. I think Tennessee's in really good shape here. And Florida not so much, which is great for Tennessee. It is insane to think about two years ago, talking about Tennessee trying to put together just a dumpster fire that Jeremy (laughs) Pruitt poured gas on. And Dan Mullen, who I've always liked as a coach, is getting ready to lead Florida into another uh, another fantastic championship run. And man, those programs couldn't be more different from two years ago than they are right now. It's it's bizarre. I know, and it kind of makes you wonder more about Florida because I agree with you. Dan Mullen is a really good coach. Now, he's not considered a great recruiter. If you have a really good NIL program, the not-so-great recruiters can become really good recruiters. And just you have to wonder about the overall overall organization there with Florida. It's as though Florida it found out at the last minute, hey, did you know there's an NIL? You can pay players now. And the administrators in, in unison said, huh? Uh, yeah, you can do that, but, but it, it doesn't seem as though Florida was ready for this. And Great. Uh, the, the, the other step in this that we haven't seen come to fruition that we know of yet, be it Nico or any other player that's been promised money, at what point or does it happen? Is there an understanding that it can't happen? Does a corporate advertiser say, hey, be nice to see my guy on the field <laughs> instead of Joe Milton. I, I mean, that's John, that's going to come up. It's a matter of time. And I think it's either this football season or next. Well, you have to look at the NFL model and the general manager and the vice president of the, of the company or team and the coach, the head coach, the head coach, can't make decisions based on how much somebody's getting paid. He's got to pay them. He's got to play the best guy, whether he's working for nothing more than a scholarship. It's he's, he's got to do that. So there has to be an understanding and this gets back to organization and how well thought out your, your plan is for NIL. It's got to be understood from the get go. These people need to understand the people that are donating money said, we're going to play the, I keep pay play. That that is not, that's a Freudian slip in every. Yeah. But I I just don't, a coach can't do that. I I mean, if you've got a, a, 
it's like in the NFL. If you've got a six-round draft pick at quarterback, uh, Tom Brady comes to mind, you probably should play the guy. And I, and I think that's what coaches need to do. But see, we just don't know where this is all headed. I, I'm just going to say, if it's if it's uh, your 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 Nico cup of coffee brought to you by Pilot, that at some point a marketing guy, if he's not playing, and he's got all he's got the Nico cups, and you go get your coffee, <laughs> and I'll take a double Nico, um, like a double espresso. Uh-huh. Then if it, I at some point a marketing guy is going to call somebody in the football office, maybe I have Josh Heupel's number. And said, so, yeah, it would be nice. I'd sell a lot more of these double Nikos if I could get him on the field. It's going to happen. Well, and, and that's not the only factor in this. What if Nico comes out? We're using him as an example. Obviously, we don't, we're not saying anything like this will happen. But I think if Nico or whoever the, the potential quarterback is has got an NIL deal, said, hints at the hints at the transfer portal. These guys, these guys have incredible leverage now. And, and going way down the continuum, if you go to the place where you say you're getting ready to enter the college football playoff, you got a, three, a few weeks to get ready uh, for the semifinal game, and your and you're well-paid quarterback, your star quarterback, your Heisman Trophy contending quarterback – who's looking ahead to an NFL career, say he's a junior, and he's and he, he hits it, you know, maybe it might be best if I started preparing for the tryouts for the NFL combine uh, rather than go through this grueling week, weeks of practice leading up and playing in a semifinal game. That's really not so far-fetched. Then what do you do? What's going to sway him from taking that course? more money. Basically, you just say, like NFL players do, they threaten a holdout for more money. And it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that that could happen in college ball. Unlike a few years ago, Stetson Bennett said, well, I'll just go to junior college. <laughs> get, get the heck out of here. We don't care. And then you'll come, and you'll be a walk on whether you like it or not. It's just not like that anymore. It's bizarre. How much money did Stetson Bennett get paid for those two national titles? Whatever it was, it wasn't enough. Yeah, that's that's a fair point, and probably not as much as Nico's already pocketed. Uh, he's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. Uh, the Vol Report brought to you by Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. Viles Automotive Group, the epicenter of car shopping in Knoxville on Callahan. Big Orange Phillies on Manorville Pike is phenomenal. Great food, family friendly. They have karaoke. They have darts, billiards. They've got it all. So check it out. Viles Automotive Group, Big Orange Phillies, The Vol Report, John Adams, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. <laughs> 